Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host, Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself. Of course, I got the guys with me, the Fantasy Guru, Young Vander. Holler at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? My guy, your guy, the rookie aficionado, bro, Joe Holler. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we have a ridiculous show for you today. There's a whole bunch of news to get to. We have your 2023 breakout players. A lot of guys that are going to be going a little bit later on in drafts than they probably should that you can really fill out your team with and bring that championship trophy on home. Make sure that you join us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. And again, that's Fiend, F-E-I-N. We're going to go ahead and jump right into our news. Got a lot to go over. Let's hit it. And now your fantasy news. All right, good people. So let's go ahead and start out with our QBs. Aaron Rodgers went ahead and reworked his contract. It looks like he is going to be getting about $33.7 million that's going to be trimmed from the $108.715 million that he's still owed. So over the looks like over the two years, he's going to have someone in the neighborhood of $75 million guaranteed. But it looks like he's trying to work with the team to kind of give a little bit of cap relief and things of that nature, which may mean they're looking at possibly bringing on another significant piece. Um, is this just a team reworking a contract, or are they reworking a contract for a reason? Well, it kind of reminds me of the Tom Brady effect where, um, you know, Rodgers was – this thing was kind of, you know, spoke on – you know, months ago, uh, where it's going to take a little bit this year, and I think get a whopping like a hundred million next year. Yeah, it's going to be stupid next year. <laughs> so when I heard that, I knew they were trying to pretty much go all in. You know, so I definitely see them. You know, this week working thing, uh, maybe to bring in another running back. You know, there's been all kind of rumors going around from Dalvin Cook to you know things like that. Um, so I, I really can see them uh, reworking that deal just to bring in another solid piece to make a Super Bowl run. Anthony Richardson is working behind the first team and working behind his uh, mentor, if you will, Gardner Minshew, at least at the beginning of camp. Um, They're saying they're going to be splitting reps. And what's been stated is at some point in time in the season, Richardson's going to take over. I can kind of see them having certain packages in for him. Um, Also, don't be surprised if, uh, although he's not the the starting QB, if he's getting a few touchdowns here and there, based on them working him in in the red zone and kind of using that uh, that rugby style effect of um, running with the quarterback. So it looks like he is going to be starting out 
um, at least right now, behind Minshew. And that's kind of like according to the plan that they have set for him. So no surprise there. Um, not that he, quote unquote, didn't show up or anything like that, but they just don't want to rush him in too quickly, especially when they went out and paid a guy. So, um, Vander, I know you've been screaming this pretty much all offseason that this is exactly what was going to happen and it's exactly what's happening. So uh, I know there's no surprises there, but the question I do want to ask is, given that their bye week, I believe, isn't until like week nine or 10, if I'm not mistaken, do we think that this is going to be like he'll be held off that long into the season? Or is it going to be a situation where, you know, we're looking at, you know, four to six weeks somewhere in that neighborhood? Real quick, did I have a bet with someone on this? Uh, the only thing on the board is me and Joe got a bet for Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I'm sure I had a bet with somebody on this there. But um, it depends on how bad the bleeding is. I mm, think if okay. they start off something like 1 and 5, 0 oh and 6 or something, then they'll, you know, speed the process up. But as long as they're kind of, you know, winning games and still in the hunt, I think they'll, you know, keep him off until um, maybe after a bye week if the team has a losing record. But if Michigan goes out there and bombs like the first four or five games, I could definitely see no later than week six, he'll be ready to go. I just want to chime in relatively quickly. I think when we look at reps and splitting reps, especially rookie quarterbacks, in some cases you want to see the people who are more uh, NFL ready, right? They they get they get an abundance of reps early on. Like this is not a question for someone like Shroud or Bryce Young. But all things considered, it wasn't too long ago where we had Trevor Lawrence taking splitting reps with Oh, wait, Garner Minshew, right? We're under the Urban Meyer type of team, and we see how that pan out. I feel like reps is good. Like, hearing that they split in reps, like, okay, it's not an indicator of where someone is. Like I was saying before, the best, you know, tutelage comes from not just repetition, but working with the, the uh, you know, offensive coordinator, working with the passing coordinator. Look at the team that he has around him. I I'm not, I think it's a little bit, it's, it's kind of advantageous of like, we kind of going a little bit too soon with, with who this is. This is Garner Minshew. This isn't like somebody who's going to go out and win games. He had this opportunity. It's not Mal- Malik Willis trying to supplant hold Ryan on. Tannehill kind of. Situation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Garner Minshew, like, you know, look at this guy's, like, he, he doesn't turn the ball over. Like, he's a pretty decent quarterback. Doesn't have a bad record as a starter either. Um, again, he know why he's here. Um, he's here to be the, you know what I'm saying, to the next guy. So I don't think anybody's saying, oh, look at the money he got paid. I mean, you know why he's here. I, I think but, I still I still think Anthony Richardson still starts the beginning of the season. I think it's just a little too preemptive to kind of read into the reps and everything too soon. Because when you say beginning, you, you you're talking week one or just like in the, in the first few weeks of the season, I think he's I think he's a week one starter. Okay, okay, man, that bit was with you. I know <laughs> <laughs> that bit was with you. We got a board, sir. You you know it wasn't with me because maybe. I went and traded you to get Mishu. Maybe so. maybe, you, maybe maybe Zay didn't write it down. I mean, like I said, if you look at Mishu's career, man, the dude is not even when he was in Jacksonville. Right, he's a sixty percent passer. Um, didn't really turn the ball over that much. I mean. He didn't win a lot of games because there wasn't a lot there for you know for his help. But if you look at what he done as a passer, man, he, it wasn't his fault. So, no, nah, 
I don't. <laughs> He'd be the starter. Like Minshew is not. He's not chopped liver, man. Justin Herbert just got paid uh, two hundred and sixty-two point five million dollar extension. So just above what um, Lamar Jackson got, and you know slightly above what Sanders was able to get. Burrow's up next, and he's probably gonna get two sixty-five. Um, right about now, if I was Lamar Jackson, um, I'm kind of swinging that, you know, swinging that air. He, he should have waited. <laughs> That's just kind of how I feel. Like if he had to just waited until the end of this season, and Herbert and Burrow already got their checks, the natural progression would have been that he would have gotten paid a little more than them. Based on, especially, he would have had to get paid more than Herbert because he's done more for the, his team than Herbert has done thus far. So, but. Herbert just got paid $262.5 mil. Sheesh. Meanwhile, you can't get but a couple mil as a running back if you're lucky. So I, I, th- I think it's time for them to remove quarterbacks from the um from the cap and let it open up room for other positions to be able to kind of get paid without so much of the cap going towards the QB because it kind of hamstrings the team to the point where now a person like a Saquon Barkley, who the team is saying is the best player on the team, can't get paid based on what the market is and players around him that aren't as good as him are getting paid out the wazoo again, just because of where the market is. So interesting how that's going to work out. Uh, Yo, Barry, your boy Brock Purdy, not on the pup list. So is the comp is is there now no longer a competition? Is it just Purdy's job, or is he going to be out there competing against Trey Lance and Sam Darnold? Well, I, I, you know, quick on that, I think it's Purdy's job. Um, I don't really thought I didn't think that was really in question. It's all about the health per se. I think he proven himself to be the starting quarterback for Forty Niners. Um, I think the real thing to watch is the battle between. Trey Lance and uh, Sam Darnold. I think that's more of a battle to watch versus um, Purdy. I think if Purdy's healthy and available, he'd be the starter. Going back to the thing you said about Burrow, um, no, Justin Herbert, again, something else I've been trying to say, this side's going to go, and then it's going to keep going higher. Um, I think Lamar did the right thing by going ahead and getting ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are going to say if he had waited and let one of these guys go, it still would have been a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? He really got his feelings hurt. Um, because no one, the Ravens wouldn't go above that number. I think they already had a set number for him, mm, okay. and that's what it was going to be. Being that the way he plays football, these other guys are not runners like he is. Therefore, I think that's the thing that kind of hurt his value as uh, far as money go. But I don't really, I'm not really a buyer of taking a cap away from quarterbacks and let other people get paid because just because like Barkley, he may be the best on his team, but what if the best player on your team is your center? You want your center to make $30 million a year? It's not going to happen. So is you choose to play a certain position, and that position just don't get paid. Your best player in the what? team could be your damn kicker. So he's supposed to get $20 million a year, $25, $30 million a year because he's going to kick? No. The kicker getting paid more than the running backs right now, though. <laughs> that's, the, but, that's the problem. But that's the thing, bro. Kickers are way more valuable than running backs. I don't know about that, bro. Well, about too, about, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. I play football, right? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. High school level, college level, and anybody who listen they can contest to this. Very first day of practice, coaches don't know anybody, right? You're there. 
maybe some guys from the year before return, maybe not. When they call the group and they say, okay, I want my quarterbacks over here, you may see three guys, four guys tops run over there. Okay, let me get my running backs over here. 13 guys running over there, bro. <laughs> let me get my kicker. It's one dude. Uh, Maybe two. So for that reason is why that position is right. It's way more Got value it. because that's just, just how we talked about when it comes to our draftings, our draft strategies, and what I tell you, I can find somebody give me 80 yards and touchdown any day. So I'll go wide receiver heavy. You know what I mean? So we've seen Kareem Hunt again, a guy I like to go back to because he led the league in Russia as a rookie. Right. Like running backs are so easy to come by. If you look at the last couple of teams that have won Super Bowls, none of them have had dominant running backs. None of them. Too shy. Too shy. You know what I mean? There's no Adrian Petersons. There's no Barry Sanders. All the greats you speak on, mm-mm. it wasn't there. Now, back in the day when running back was the thing, you know, the Emmitt Smith and those, you know, in those days, yeah, but now the game is changing. Running backs are just a dime a dozen. I mean, we got seventh round guys now starting. Back. Like undrafted free agents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to add to that. Valid point. I'll, valid point. What you got, Joe? Yeah, I was gonna add to that. Like, even still, I think with that number two, it's taking account the third, fourth running back to uh I think we both of your points we're getting to. Um, just going to Burrow in that situation really quick with that situation. I think Lamar had to kind of strike that deal. Like they offered him a similar two, 250 million the last year, and he didn't take that. So then essentially when Jalen got done, it's like Hey, that window, that's the number. The Super Bowl quarterback got to the Super Bowl. That's the number. Like I, I think he left money on the table not taking it a year sooner and trying to hammer out a deal the year before. But as far as Herbert money, Herbert money is going to be Herbert money. But Burrow, I think, is going to be 280, 290. You got to look at his accolades. It's way different from Herbert. So let me so, ask y'all this. Do you think with if that's the case, Joe, we know how cheap Cincinnati is. Does Burrow still end up being in Cincinnati or? Oh no, like, no, they're not gonna play no games. Okay, yeah, I think it's open checkbook. Yeah, look at two yeah. AFC championships, five playoff wins, four, four, four quarter comeback, seven game winning drive, and that's well, in three stud. years. He definitely I mean, is this stud. Is the, I don't hear what I'm not Like 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 uh, Joe just said, it's three years, and this dude is already the best quarterback in your franchise history. Yeah, this is true. This no Boomer Sias and none of those. You know, <laughs> forget about it. You know what I'm saying? So this is the best guy you ever had in your franchise. This dude will retire a bingo. Okay. You can write that I down. I mean, th- that, that, that would be my idea of a smart way to go about now, it. But the bingos the are bad. A lot of was, people go being cheap. The same thing I was stupid. trying to tell Joe before. T. Higgins is going to be the odd man out in this thing. Remember, I told you about this, right? This day is now coming. He's not going to get the bread. It's not going to happen. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the odd man out. Watch. Unless he pulls a Mixon and takes a pay cut. But Mixon knew what time it was about to be. That's why he took a pay cut. Right. You got Jimmy Garoppolo with no training camp restrictions. So it looks like uh, Jimmy G is good to go, at least for now. Um, He's another one of those guys that, you know, is no stranger to injury. So, you know, wish him and the Vegas Raiders the best of luck with that. Um, Jordan Love, he is uh, he could potentially see a significant amount of preseason snaps. Um, they're, they're basically saying that they kind of want to get a, a get him a little bit more comfortable with being out there. Um, although you don't normally see very many snaps come from starting quarterbacks, um, other than like the first quarter of the game or something like that, as far as preseason is concerned. Uh, 
Um, Matt LaFleur is saying that he may actually let him get out there and kind of sharpen up a few things. Now, let me ask you this. Is that a is that a bad sign saying that what they see right now, he isn't quite ready, so he needs that to happen? Or is this just par for the course for a guy who's never done it? I don't think it's a bad sign. I think Gary really needs some reps. Um, and I get it. You're going to see a lot of rookies just get thrown in the fire uh, right away. But I think it's good for him to just get, just, you know, get some more timing down, the speed of the game, get some more chemistry going with the guys. Like, I'm all for it. Like, these rookie young guys in experience playing a little bit more in the preseason. I get it. You don't want them to get hurt. But this isn't Tom Brady. This isn't, you know, somebody that's been there and know the system already. These younger guys, I think they need more reps in the preseason. If anything, just make it a damn seven-on-seven flag football or something shit. And it it ain't like you can hit the quarterback (laughs) at this point. So, I mean, like like preseason can actually work out well for him. Joe, Joe, you hear me? You listening, Joe? I'm listening. I I, I got something for you. And I need to to know where you're coming from on this one, all right? All right, what's going on? So, as of right now, the first guy on the field for Kansas City is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. How you feeling about your boy Pacheco? I'm always gonna be. Yeah, you already know. I'm gonna ride Pacheco <laughs> to the, the grave, man. I think. I think honestly, this is gonna be actually a good time to look at uh, the guy Denaric uh, Price or Prince or whatever. I had got him uh, as a free agent. That boy, he pretty good too. I, I think it's gonna be a good race. Honestly, I think if Hilarious, you know, Ch does what he has to do, he's gonna make the team do this injury. But I don't see it being a setback whatsoever. Like. He had this surgery done relatively soon after the season, so I think he'll still be in standing to come back week one or miss a few games to start the season. But I think it's a good opportunity for a CH to make the team because before it was him versus the uh, undrafted free agent. Now he's going to have a good opportunity to get some reps in this offense. So do you think that this is going to be a full-blown committee or is the cream going to rise to the top? Like, I mean – CEH probably would have would have not lost his job had it not been due to injury. And then they re-signed Jared McKinnon, who was a top, I want to say top 20 running back last year, as far as fantasy was concerned. So, like, is it gonna be, is it gonna get to the point where there's too many mouths to feed? And unless it's just like, you know, backups or bench running backs, you don't really want to trust any of them. Or how are you looking at that? I think honestly, and, and we're this is still speculative because we just want to know a little bit more about this injury. It's it's a labrum in a hand, it, it, it sounds like it's, uh, it's, it's something serious, but in some instances it's not. Again, it's something he, he touched on relatively quickly after the season. But I think as far as the backfield shaking out, I I think it, if they had to supplement the team, I like everybody for what they roll and tells. Like McKinnon, to me, I, I he still got it. Two ACLs later, man, like he looking like how he left off with the Vikings. Facts. Like, Yeah, that's my I, point. Like, So uh, do you sit that guy? Cause he's he was electric last year. Yeah, I think I think as far as the size too, like Ch, you know, even though he's a little bit shorter in stature, he's more of a thicker running back. He's kind of a change of pace to that. And then again, they got the undrafted free agent. I think he's literally going to like. Well, I like what Andy Reid and we've seen it because from all his other choices he made with Justin Ross, Pacheco, and now this gentleman. It's all about if you can play. If you can play, he you know Andy going to find a way for anybody to get on the field. I think it's I think it's gonna be really good to see how it shapes out though. This next topic or this next running back, I, I'm I'm starting to feel a little leery about, if that makes sense. But um 
The Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh, told reporters on today that they'd have to ask Dobbins for an update on his current status, um, which when coaches become condescending and, you know, that passive aggressiveness, that's pretty much their way of saying that I ain't talked to the dude. So you're going to have to holler at him to figure out what's going on. And um, that's not the the the, the mode you kind of want to be in, especially in today's running back climate, if you will. Um, the Ravens did place Dobbins on the active pup list, which is only allowed for players that are injured or ill. But there's also been speculation that the running back's continued absence is related to frustration with the contract. So it's it's almost like he's saying he's hurt, but they don't see any proof of it. And um, he even hinted in June that he may miss minicamp, which unless he just knew he was going to be injured ahead of time, you know, I, I, I just don't know how to feel about this situation. Is it just going to be one of those I'm a pout until it's time to play? Or is this a little bit more serious than that? Quick question. How many Russian titles Dobbins got? <laughs> the title of being hurt every year he done been in the league is about the only title he got. How many, how many Pro Bowls he got? Uh, that'd be zero, sir. Any all NFLs? No, sir. Any thousand-yard seasons? I No, sir. Hmm. What are we talking about? Is this dude – what does this do? Is he losing it? Like, I think he's playing a real dangerous game. He's playing the contract game like he is Saquon Barkley. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Like, you, Josh Jacobs. You, you haven't done anything, sir. You've done nothing in this league. I get it. You average a good – you average probably about six yards a carry. Cool. Do, do it for a season be healthy. Get me 1,300 yards rushing. Like, show me something. Give me 1,500 yards rushing. Show me something. He hasn't done anything. And I think he's really playing the wrong card. Um, this, you know, there's been talk about the running backs coming together, talking, having that on that Zoom meeting. And one of the right. things they were talking about was that same thing he's doing now, kind of playing a little more injured than maybe you really are. And guess what, guy? So what? If you're injured, you injured, you haven't been here anyway. So we just playing our team like 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 we've been before. You know what I'm saying? So I think Dobbins is playing a real dangerous game. With the contract, he hasn't done anything to deserve a contract. Go out there, prove that you can play a full season, and then you'll get paid. But until then, bro, beat it. <laughs> I think. I think just to add to that relatively quick, I just think, especially anybody who's not a first round running back, you lose all leverage in the NFL from what this trend has become. I don't agree. I agree with y'all wholeheartedly. He is the last person that should be not in camp. They just signed Melvin Gordon. Uh, not too long ago on top of that. But it's just like, dude, like, I, I get, I, I'm not saying I get where you come from, but maybe it's the standpoint like, hey, after I got my knee taken care of, I had a good stretch. Y'all didn't get me the ball in the playoffs, and had I gotten the ball a little bit, almost like that Marshawn thing, but obviously not Marshawn in a sense, because they didn't get him to rock hardly in the playoffs, and the boy was, he just needed the volume. So I, maybe his stance was like, yo, I'm be washed out if I don't make I don't make a play now. But like you said, you have nothing to leverage. If anything, they love having four or five running backs on this team. They done had it the last two three years, and I think Melvin Gordon is. I think most. I don't. I know Melvin Gordon is still young. I think he's still good, but I think in the Ravens' offense, though, he might get a thousand yards if uh, Dobbins don't. You know, he don't, he don't come back. Well, let's not forget now. This isn't the Ravens' offense of old, right? 
if, if, if they're going to do anything like Georgia, it's going to be a committee anyway. I don't think they're going to lean on one dude. So he, I think he's playing a dangerous game. That's all I think. I don't think – man, you better get your butt in there and play. You only played two years, son. How are you getting money already? <laughs> you only don't play two years. Yeah, I mean like, – you're not even in contract. It's not even time for you to talk about no money yet. Yeah, it's not like he got franchised or nothing. I mean, he's not yeah, even he, far you enough. You two years. He can't franchise him. You got Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. They're splitting first team reps. So, not exactly sure how that's going to work out. Um, but as of right now, as far as the depth chart is concerned, Khalil Herbert is showing as the number one running back, and you can't sleep on uh Rashawn Johnson either so like that that backfield may kind of be an I really think the vast majority of the NFL backfields this year we're going to see the committee approach but um they definitely have three backs that are all capable of being that guy and um we'll just kind of have to see you know how the cream rises to the top on that one uh, another good surprise uh, Javante Williams was practicing on the first day of camp so he did participate, and we were kind of looking for him to possibly hit the pup list based on the ACL injury that he suffered on last year. But it looks like, you know, he's heading towards that uh, the mark that they need him to be at to maybe not necessarily have the full complement of touches that he would have gotten had he not been hurt. But it looks like he's going to be ready to rock for the season, barring any setbacks. Um, the opposite of that, Jonathan Taylor, still not 100% from his ankle injury. Um, he was present at practice um, when the coach opened up for a training camp Wednesday, but he spent the entire session standing on the sidelines. So not exactly sure how far away he is from 100%, but um, he didn't have on a boot on his surgically repaired ankle and his coach refused to provide any updates as far as the recovery timeline. So we don't exactly know how that's going to work out. But uh, the fact that, you know, this ankle surgery, which normally would be just a few weeks of a you know recovery before you should be back. Um, I, I don't really know how to take it. If they're just kind of, you know, having the kid gloves on for now or, or what, or if this thing is a little bit more, you know, a little bit more banged up than what we thought it was. But I, I know, Joe, you kind of keep your ear to the ground on stuff like that. What you got on uh, JT? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a little bit blended. I think it's more so the you know the news of running backs as of late. I think it's also, too, this is your, your stalwart of a player. Like, this is your, your bell cow. Something arthroscopic, you know, like you said, as far as cleaning out the ankle, he's good to go. We This guy, you know, we know what kind of specimen he, he's in. He's in that... Uh, Henry territory as far as you know his workout activities in the offseason the Nick Chubbs of the NFL so we know he, the condition and all the other stuff is there I think it's just something to watch and I think you know he he's a, he's the next up to get this money he doesn't want Saquon he doesn't want Jacobs and let's be honest they're gonna have to count on him to do a lot in this offense I feel like you know, bring him along as needed I think uh, in this situation again something is a scope I'm not seeing as to why he's not participating. So it has to be something personal pertaining. It might be something that might be an ongoing, you know, con what if it's a negotiation? What's the point of having your, your guy on the field and then that's the way to diminish the value? You know what I mean? Because he, he should be good to go. And that's the part that scares me. I, I know he's the one of the next running backs up as far as contract is concerned. So, I mean, that's a valid point. Um, 
could be a ploy of some type. And then I don't know if you guys saw it where the owner of the coach, Jim Ursay, came out and was saying something towards the um, towards the fact of agents kind of playing games and the CBA being in good standing and as far as running backs are concerned and all that kind of good stuff. And then the uh, agent kind of clapped back at him. I, I didn't get a chance to see what the exact comments were. I just saw the headline that JT's agent um, kind of went back at what Jim Ursay uh, was saying about the current state of the uh, running back contract situation. And um, it seemed like Ursay was kind of making a generalized statement, but then for JT's agent to be the one to kind of say, Hey, you know, what he's saying isn't actually what's going on. That kind of lends itself to what you're saying as well, Joe, it could have something to do with, you know, negotiations that are going on and we'll kind of see how that goes from there. Um, we do have a little bit of an update on the running back situation in Washington. Um, Antonio Gibson expects to be the third down back. I'm assuming that that means that Brian Robinson is going to be the guy to kind of start things out as far as the uh, running back room is concerned. So do we still feel that Robinson may give way to Gibson based on the style of offense that Eric Bieniemy kind of wants to run? Or are they kind of figuring this thing out to whereas Gibson's best role is that receiver role, which he used to be a wide receiver? Yeah, I'm not really put a whole lot into this. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he'll be the McKinnon of this team. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that because McKinnon was running back 20 last year. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's the, he's that's the not one. a bad thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he will be the – as far as fantasy-wise, he'll be right. the one to get. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I also think too, like he also made it known that he wants to be utilized as a wide receiver. I don't I, I think it's a great versatility for him to have one to be used out of the backfield, but as a whole, he's almost he's wanting to be a wide receiver and, and show those skill sets off himself. He said it most recently in an interview. Yeah, he wanna be a wide receiver because they get paid more. He should never <laughs> came in as a running back. He he looking at these struggles that running backs going through. I want to be a wide receiver too. <laughs> Uh, Tony Pollard is kind of ramping up his workload. We know he had an injury on last year. Um, they're trying to get him up and going. And I kind of feel like depending on his injury situation, that may have a lot to do with how far the Cowboys are able to go this year because, you know, the running backs behind him aren't necessarily ones, you know, that are household names or ones that you're going to get the most production out of. Uh, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, Deuce Vaughn. Um, now, granted, running backs come out of the woodworks, you know, when given an opportunity that they haven't been been given before. So maybe some of those guys, you know, can can kind of hold it in the road. But Tony Potter is definitely the best amongst that bunch. So we kind of got to keep our eye out for that. Looking at wide receivers, Cooper Cup is at practice. You know, he had an ankle injury on last year, and I believe. Cup's ankle injury was to the point that he had to have surgery as well. I know he missed the vast majority of the back half of last year, so the Rams are definitely happy to have him back in practice. Uh, rookie A.T. Perry of New Orleans, he was able to pass his physical, and so he's no longer on the uh, pup list, so he's a guy that'll definitely need all the reps possible as far as that's concerned. Michael Pittman Jr. is taking first-team reps to open up camp, which, you know, no big news there. I, I kind of figured that he would do that. But, you know, he had a hip injury that kind of hampered him a little bit on last year. So, 
it looks like he is back to, if not at 100%, somewhere close to it. But um, how do you guys feel about Pittman this year? Is it going to be, you know, one of those situations where it depends on which quarterback is in or who he has the most chemistry with? Or do we think that he can kind of put up the numbers that he needs to, no, no matter who's in there at the QB position? I think Pittman's in trouble. Oh, um, do tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, even with Minshew at quarterback, I think Minshew throws the ball a lot better to the tight end. But Anthony Richardson is going to be a wild card. He's going to be a guy that will run the ball as well, uh, even though he has a strong arm. And But I just don't, I, I just think Pittman is going to be, who can I think of? He's just going to be one of those good wide receivers kind of stuck. I, I got him actually dipping, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a low wide receiver, maybe a high wide receiver three at this point. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say like a a a, a lower two or like somewhere in that area. But I say high three. Get that far. Yeah. Say high three. Okay. Ten four. Moving on to the tight ends. Dawson Knox is back at practice, and um, he better be at practice because Kincaid is on his behind. Um, they, they didn't draft that kid for nothing. Um, speaking of other injuries, Noah Fan is dealing with a knee injury, according to head coach Peach Carroll. Not exactly sure how significant it is. They aren't really, you know, given that much information, but he underwent a procedure. And um, right now they're kind of focusing with the training and medical staffs to kind of get him back to where he needs to be. But Will Disley and Kobe Parkinson will handle most of the reps for a tight end until Noah Fett is back at 100%. So, that's kind of where we are as far as that is concerned. Your rookie, Sam Laporta of Detroit, he's already getting the first team reps as a rookie. But um, we, we know that it can be difficult for tight ends to kind of show and prove in, in year one. But it hasn't been difficult for wide receivers. And they're kind of treating him more like a wide receiver than a tight end. So do we think that Laporta may be one of those rare ones that actually shows up and shows out in year one? I mean, as long as he has the opportunity to play, I mean, it's always a, a possibility. But let's see. We got Brock Wright, James Mitchell. Like, who's he? Who's competition? I mean, he walks in the best tight end in the room. He should be right. taking first Correct. team reps. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, no different than we seen Hawkinson. Remember Hawkinson? Uh, yeah. He, he started off right away. Had a really good, you like know. First month. And then yeah, they kind of like, <laughs> you know, came down. Yeah, had a first like good two games, two three games, and then he kind of like went down. So maybe we'll see some of that, you know. I mean, maybe we see some good highs, some lows. But I think by year two, you probably start to see him really shine. But I'm not surprised he's the starter. Like, there's nobody there. Yeah, I can agree. I, I think uh, for the most part, I, I think with tight ends, we we can't look at like like a wide receiver where it's a thousand yards. I think he can be fairly productive and get seven eight hundred yards easy. Like, look at his pedigree. Look at the the program he's coming from. Kittle, Hawkinson, and Fan. Um, but thing is, of all those people, he's the fastest of the bunch, and he all, but he also has those other tangibles that make him someone that can play right away. Similar to how we can talk about a Kincaid who plays in a smaller program, I think Laporta just is he's not as fluid as a rock runner, but he ver- he vertically challenges offense, if not as good as a Dalton Kincaid. And I think they're gonna implore him, but again, they got five other wide receivers that get the ball. So I feel like as far as how we would interpret it, I don't think he gets a thousand, but seven, you know, eight hundred yards is definitely a scratch. I mean, Hawkinson—he's not better than Hawkinson, though. As he a may- rookie, 
I mean, yeah. I can't project him to be where Hawkinson is now. Hawkinson is balling no, today. I mean, like, come out of college, he wasn't a high higher recruit as Hawkinson. Like, this dude was like the eighth overall pick. You know what I'm saying? So let's not get it confused. Like, just give it, give the give the dude time to warm up. He got to stay in the in the incubator a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? That egg ain't ready to hatch yet. Seven hundred yards is a, is a lot. I mean, well, Hawkinson only played three seasons so far. He had seven hundred yards once. So, ben, ben Johnson been the last two years though, so that is a different coordinator when Hawkinson came in. That pretty much wraps up your news. We're gonna go ahead and hop into the 2023 breakout players. Let's go right ahead and hop into our 2023 breakout players. We're going to go position by position, throw out a few names that we think may be in line for a breakout, and then we'll kind of give a little bit of commentary, if you will, on why we feel certain players may break out a little bit. Um, We're going to go ahead and start with quarterbacks. We have Sam Howell of the Washington team. Who knows what their name's going to end up being at this point? (laughs) You have Mac Jones. You have Justin Fields. Jordan Love and Jared Goff as breakout candidates for 2023 quarterbacks. So what say you gentlemen? Um, give me a little bit of feedback on who's your guy, why you think he's a breakout, and how far it is you think he might go. Uh, for me, uh, I like Jared Goff. I mean, look how close he came to being the top five finisher this past year. Uh, he had a really good campaign. Um, he gets his OC back, Ben Johnson, who Georgia spoke on. Uh, so I expect another good year from him. He had Jameson Williams who will be back. Uh, that's another weapon uh, who will be back as well. Um, and this game, and this team has probably the best, one of the best offensive lines in football. You know, quiet as kept. Um, it's a really good team. The defense seemed to be coming along. Uh, I, I just think he he at his current ADP, he's a he's a steal, man. So. He'll be a guy I would say continue to break out. I thought he broke out this past year, but I think they can do another year under that offense, another year with Armand. Um, he just spoke of Laporta, another weapon that was added. I think the breakout continues. So I like Jerry Goff. Yeah, my guy at the quarterback position, it's going to shock you. Oh, I can't say it's going to shock you. To me, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to go to De- uh, Desmond Ritter. I think uh, just looking at everything, having a chance to do a deeper dive with everything, what I'm going to say is that as far as, like, I feel like a finish, I think he'll still finish at QB 20. But coming from an ADP of QB 31, there's still a lot of value. I was just looking at, for, before I get into, like, um, my other information, but if you look for, like, a team that, for example, if you draft, like, a Burrow, Rodgers, Dak, a Mahomes, a Tua, or Hurts, his matchups against Tampa Bay and the Cardinals kind of makes them that that piece for redraft uh, for somebody who's just looking to get somebody uh, – you know, just to fill in that void if you get any of those players early, if that's your strategy to go QB early. But just in general, I think, you know, we saw them be the 31st ranked passing offense, obviously. But I think the last three games, really, or even the last four, if you want to go as far, it was 33, 26, and 30 in attempts. This team honestly loaded up with a, a, a bevy of weapons for a reason. You even look at Arthur Smith going back to 2020, where Tannehill had 344 fantasy points in this offense. He was still the offensive coordinator in 2020. Uh, Tannehill had that productivity, but what did he have? Like he had a Derrick Henry, he had a John New, he had an AJ Brown, and I'm not comparing any of those weapons on that team to none of those players in caliber. 
But you see the similarities of what they went out and got in the last two years to kind of build around the system. I think now we're going to see a really a, a thorough rendition of what they want to do, what they expect to do. I think what you look at as far as also, too, lastly, is like remember how Daniel Jones, for example, like 2021, he had 298 yards. The next season he had 708 yards, uh, what, seven touchdowns. I think Ritter has that same upside to put up the same amount of rushing yards in a similar offense. This offense is going to be spreading everybody. It's going to be so creative on how they're going to get people to ball. I think he has the same upside. And this is a guy who ran a four five two forty, and he ran a he ran it pretty well. Sixteen attempts, sixty four yards, four first downs. He he only ran when he had to. He really didn't have to. But I think similar to Daniel Jones, who did it in a similar uh, similar extent, they're going to just let him go. RPO style and take advantage of whatever he sees on the field. So again, I think again, I think a, a ADP finish, you know, maybe a quarterback twenty, somebody you get up for week seven and ten if you got any of those quarterbacks I mentioned. Uh, I like Ritter. Give me Ritter. I think Ritter's going to pass the ball a lot more than what people are thinking uh, because this team finished so highly in rushing. I really feel like, and and I. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of my fandom is coming out, but I really feel like Justin Fields is about to take the NFL by storm. Uh, He ended up being quarterback seven last year with nobody to throw the ball to, really. I mean, like, I, I, I really just feel like he's that next dude. Like, seven is is a breakout in and of itself, but... Now having DJ Moore, now your boy Mooney is now your your third receiving target versus being your wide receiver one. I mean, you got you got Komet and you got uh, Tanya at tight end. You got more help at the running back position. I I just really feel like that team in general is going to take a step. And also, I really feel like people are sleeping on Sam Howell. It, not necessarily sleeping on him as a QB, but sleeping on what Eric Bieniemy can do with those uh, players at those skill positions. I kind of feel like Howell is going to be put in position where all he has to do is get it to a guy, whether it's Gibson, whether it's Scary Terry, whether it's Dotson, whether it's Curtis Samuel. Like he has some dudes. Uh, Vander, you were talking about their um, their tight end. That um was it uh, was it Turner Cole, Cole Turner I think yeah, it is Cole Turner yeah so I mean like I kind of feel like first of all he beat out um what's your boy that was um with Tyler Heineke and Tyler Heineke wasn't bad but he was able to beat him out so I'm I, I'm kind of just feeling like barring injury you can't mess this up. And based on that, I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 QB, but what I am saying is based on on his ADP, like Sam Howell is going to be a a steal. Like he's going to be one of those guys that you don't have to pick, but he's going to hold it in the road on most weeks. You're talking about a QB two on on most weeks who can hit QB one under the right conditions is kind of the way I'm looking at it. But um, and then add to that too, man, mm -hmm. real quick. Howell's arm is crazy. That boy got an arm. Like for him to be a, a small in stature, one of those Drew Brees types, he has a cannon on him. And he got wide That's receivers that can run and go get it. He was my you got favorite. Scary Terry out there. He's my man. favorite quarterback coming out last year. Um, hmm. 
the, the draft he came out in that was last year, right? Right. Yeah, that, that was he, kind of a weak quarterback draft. Yeah, he was he was he's actually my favorite um coming out. I did. But real quick on fields, I mean, I don't know. Um I, I just think that I mean the dude just ran for eleven hundred yards, bro. Like exactly. I, <laughs> I, you can't the expectation, man, it's gotta be a dip somewhere. I don't think it's no, no, no. that I agree. The, the the rushing yards, I hope they dip because you can't live like that. There's a reason why running backs don't stay but, around. But too long. that's what that's what made him get all that bread and butter this past year was the legs. It wasn't. But now he has receivers. He didn't have DJ Moore last year. I'm cool with that, but his arm is still under question. I I, I don't. I, you can't question his arm when he didn't have nobody to throw to. He made he made Cole commit like he was the I mean, second coming of Jimmy Graham. Him and Cole Komet had a nice chemistry, but I mean, at the same time, instead of NFL, you still got caliber receivers. I mean, I got to see it. You know what I'm saying? Um, he had what? Uh, he played with Robinson before, right? He had uh, Mooney before. He played with Claypool. He had a few guys. I'm not saying these guys are world beaters. Claypool but, came in the middle of the year, bro. I'm just and saying. Mooney was I'm his just, number one wide receiver. Now, now Mooney's number three. I'm just saying. At the same time, I got to see it. I, I gotta see. That. I just don't. I mean, because again, the points came off the legs. So for him to be ranked seven, and all of that was really them legs, and the legs, you feel the legs going to take a little decline. How but they, but the, go? Because the touchdowns are going to increase. He got somebody to throw the ball to now. It's not going to be all on him anymore. Yeah, I feel you. I just gotta see it, man. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's one of those things. I gotta. I, I just think he can't stay. He can't run like that much longer. That's not gonna last long at all. It looked good. Yeah, I mean, for people that had feels as as a quarterback on their team, it, it, I mean, you was excited about it, but hmm, I gotta see it. Moving right along to running back, we have Travis Etienne as a candidate. J.K. Dobbins, if he brings this behind the practice, Cam Makers, Rashad White, Brees Hall, Rashard Penny. And Alexander Madison, what say you gentlemen? Uh, okay, for me, I'm going to go Alexander Madison, man. I mean, this guy, he finally gets a shot at being the top running back, uh, one of the top offenses in the league. Uh, let's talk about it. In the six games that Cook was out, Madison averaged 20.5 points a game in PPR. He averaged 79 yards and 36 yards receiving, which is 100 yards total. Give me Madison, man. I think it's his time. Like you say, it's a good offense. It's going to be moving up and down the field. He's going to have defenses playing honest because of a guy like Justin Jefferson on the outside. So I think the the breakout guy for me would be uh, Alexander Madison. What you got, Joe? Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rashad White. I, I really liked him a lot last year. Not somebody that I kind of leaned to in the draft process, but I think this one is a definite sleeper. So when I did a deeper dive on him, I just noticed that. During last season, he only had 40% of the uh, offensive snaps. But during the games, obviously, he, and those outliers, excuse me, those outliers came with a 69% and a 90%. And those are when uh, Fortnite got injured in the game that he missed. So, really, his, his snaps here should be way lower than that. But what I did like against Cleveland when he did start, and this is what I think he'll do most of the season, he had 14 touches for 64 yards and then nine receptions for 45 yards. This kid is just really versatile. Like he can run, he can uh, catch. He, he's an exceptional catcher. He actually had 50 receptions on the year last year. 
I think him and Fournette was just, you know, 1A, 1B, honestly. Similar stature, similar running style. But we just know that Fournette just – he's got that dog. He he had the dog in him. But I think with uh, Rashad is, again, he's looking at somebody who's a running back 61. I just like what he has. He even has a solid offensive line. I like what they did adding uh, Kobe March to the team, the guard. The dude is – he he's he nasty. He just he – just, he just loved to mutilate people, like – you know, every now and again, we got the, like, Rashawn Slater from the Chargers, like those rookie kids who just come in and they dogs out of, off the bat, off the leash, you know, little Rottweilers. And I like that they kind of – they had a formidable offensive line. I think at his ADP at RB61, you're getting a start at running back. And then, again, like just trying to tie it into the thing that I had going on. Like if you're somebody who has, you know, a Javante, a Jameer, an ETN, a CMC – a Checo, or Akers, or anybody who who comes the eventual starters for Miami and Philadelphia. This is a plug and play for those weeks against Houston and Tennessee. I think Houston defense. Let me say this though, Houston defense is going to be a lot better. But I think in Absolutely. those matchups, yeah, they, they got to increase based on who their coach is now. I mean, he's going to coach that defense Ooh. up for sure. I I, I don't think they're going to be anything to be scared of year one. Right. They're definitely going to be better than they were. I agree with that yeah. for sure. So I just think those two solid matchups, week nine and ten. If again, if you're somebody who went ahead and got those players, the the Javantes, Jameers, ETN, CMC, Checo, Acres, or anybody in Miami or Philadelphia, you just need that that player to get you a solid RB two number or flex. Rashad White, but I think also too he could he's going to easily get a thousand yards in my personal opinion. Uh, he just reminds me of Ryan Matthews, 2013-2014 with the Chargers, not the. Eagles, right, Matthews, but from the Chargers, he just he just does it all. I love I love that kind of uh, player. He next to free at RB sixty one. I really feel like, barring injury, of course, Rashard Penny can surprise a lot of people this year. Um, and when you're looking at his average draft position, he he's he's not really going to cost you very much at all. But the guy was a stud in Seattle when he could stay on the field. And now he's going to be put in a position where instead of being put out there to be the guy, he's going to be one of several, which I, which is, I think, exactly what he needs in order to stay healthy. Similar to his running back mate, DeAndre Swift. They kind of need each other to get their complement of reps so that way they don't wear down so easily over the course of the season. But I really think that when looking at ADP and possible output, Penny could definitely be one of those guys that are surprises. And if Dobbins, like I said, if he comes to practice, man, if he actually does what he's supposed to do, Dobbins, he's he's the type of running back that works out well for the system that's being brought in. Um, essentially, they're going to run a similar system to what he was able to excel in when he was at Ohio State. So, I, I just need him to get his behind off his shoulders, come out there and actually do something with your season and then talk about the money, then talk about contracts. But you, you're not better than Dalvin Cook. So why are you talking about money and Dalvin can't get paid? Like, like just focus on the right now, right now, because you're only going to be a running back. You're not going to switch positions. There's not going to be a CBA in between now and the time your next contract comes. So focus on the main thing and then go from there is how I'm feeling about Dobbins, and I, I hope that ends up being what happens, but um, we'll kind of see how that works out now. Our wide receiver candidates, uh, uh, go ahead, Bear. Speaking of running backs, a uh, report just came out that 
Devin Cook has a meeting with the new York Jets on Sunday. They will be meeting. Ah, This is why they wanted to reach. Okay. So currently the rumor is that they're about a million dollars apart in the contract. As far as you know, negotiating. So that's not really that much money. They probably can make that up with some uh, incentives, things like that. We just seen Barkley got an incentive heavy contract. Um, So I think you you never know. He could possibly be in your jet. If that happens, then then what happens with the? I mean, they, they will have a ton of running backs in New York at that point. Nah, it's gonna be some cuts going on. Well, it'll this be, is true. It'd be either true. Michael Carter or Zonovan Knight. One of them dudes have to go. I'm not I, sure I, which I can, one. I can see Knight going. Well, I, I'm, but I Carter may have both. a little, Carter may have a little more value as far as trade or something like that. But um, that's true. That's true. I can I can very well see one of those I mean, guys. They still got uh, Israel out of. Israel yeah. Adabakanda. But he's so young. The kid's only 20. Right. You know but what, what I'm saying so, is if that's your third or fourth guy, that's that, that's what you want him to be. I mean, if you got Brees Hall right, right. and Dalvin Cook in front of him, right. and you still got either Carter or Knight, like I mean, they, I mean, somebody gonna have to go, but I think they're going for the gusto. And and, and uh, a part live. of a part of that renegotiation with A-Rod. May have been, hey, we we might want to go ahead and get another guy or two that we can, you know, make this thing shake this year. Because this year, I feel like it's going to be their best year to really have a breakout as a team. So, wide receiver candidates for breakout: DJ Moore, Christian Watson, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, Jahan Dotson, Drake London, and George Pickens. What y'all got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy, man. NFL. Young boy, George Pickens. Um, you know, it seems like everyone is ready for Kenny Pickett to take the step forward. Um, and if he takes a step forward, who's gonna come with him? His favorite target, even though he didn't lead the team in targets, it seems he has more of a rapport with George Pickens. Uh, this dude is a this dude's a this dude's an animal, man. Like he 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 kind of remind me of one of those players, like he's like how I feel about Kyle Pitts, he's just on the wrong team. Mm. On another team, this dude would be killing it. Yeah, he amazing. You know what I'm saying? Re- had a respectable rookie season, you know, 800 yards receiving, for only four touchdowns. But if you watch Tiller games, it should have been more than that, man. Pickett Absolutely. was missing. He was just missing his dude. Left and right. Man. Like, <laughs> Left on, and right. <laughs> the 50 50 balls, he's one of the best in the, in the league already. Uh, he makes the acrobatic catches. Pickens had at least a catch, gaining at least 25 yards. And five of the six games late in the season, so that lets you know he's already the the big play threat on this team, man. So for me, this this dude this dude's a he's a dog. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a dog. He's a football player. If you if this is man, I don't know, I'm lost for words when it comes to dude, man. He he one of them. He one of them. You know what I'm saying? He's real. He's a real dog. He's just on the wrong. He's just on the wrong situation last year. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett they let the you know the the training wheels off. And let him kind of go a little bit more, and this will, you know, increase his production. But George Pickett, man, for his uh, ADP, he he could be a wide receiver one. Just he can on his QB, right? But I'm gonna put him at two. Okay, two of them, and, and that's still a hell of a jump being yeah. being drafted at. Yeah, so so that that means if if that's going to be the case, then maybe Kenny Pickett should have been on that uh, list of candidates for quarterback breakouts because if if Pickens is going to take yeah. the step, then Pickett has to. 
Yeah. I touched on uh Pickett a couple shows ago. That's when we made that bet. Yeah, you QB seventeen. Yeah, so I couldn't dump, run the bet. But um, I'm going to actually use with these two quarterbacks, ones that, you know, these wide receivers are going to tie into the quarterbacks we already spoke about. So first I'm going to go to uh, the obvious one, right, Jahan Dotson. I mean, after missing for those four games with the hamstring injury, the dude was pretty good. I, I think, honestly, I love I love Terry. Don't I, I got to I gotta say it quickly. I think he's the best wide receiver in that room. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. This kid is just so talented. He just gets football. And even look at the last four games, he had 105 yards of touchdown, uh, 76 in a touchdown. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. You saying that Dotson is the best receiver or Terry? Oh, no, Dotson. Oh, no, I disagree. But <gasps> Whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how you going to agree to that? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were saying that Scary Terry was the best wide receiver in the room, but Dotson was going to have a breakout year. I, I, I missed my, my fault. Oh, no. I that, think that, that's killed. why I stopped you real quick. Like, wait a minute. Now, who? Who? Oh, John Dotson. Who? <laughs> I said what I said. Let me take the news updates. Something happened. I, did, I, did, I was that was that injury in Washington today? Did, did Terry tore his leg up or something? What happened? Achilles nah, tear? Nah, he's, he's still there. He's still I didn't there. see that came to my phone. Where, where, wait, wait, wait. Where was where was Terry's volume this season? Where were him getting several passes a game and going crazy? He couldn't. He had a healthy Curtis Samuel, and he had John Dotson on the other side of the field. He's going to draw the coverage. This is why I would want a guy like him. Terry's going to make it so that the, as far as on the opposite side of the field, John can do what he got to do. John has seven touchdowns on the season, bro. Like, I'm not picking somebody because, oh, he, you know, I'm saying this because out, out of watching this guy, he makes his own routes. He makes his own separation by himself. But the added benefit is he's going to have a McClure. But this is the thing, though, right? And I was watching. I was watching these Washington games. He had a great rapport with what quarterback was that? Because he caught most of his touchdowns from the same guy. Was it Winky? Uh, no, that, Winky, that was but, Heineke. Um, that was Tyler Heineke. No, 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 no. Wentz. He was Wentz's oh, guy. Dotson. Yeah. Okay. My fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was Wentz's guy. Those were most of those touchdowns coming. He had like two and he. I think he had two in multiple games as well. Right. And then the last four, he had two touchdowns, and then he had uh, the seventy-two yards in the last game with how? Yeah. So I mean. The boy still Terry still had over a thousand yards. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You know he had a pretty good season. He caught seven. No, Terry, Terry's still good, but it's just wh- where's the volume? Like because that because I, I you know I'm a betting person, so I'll go with Terry for you know fifty yards, fifty six. And then I'm wondering why this man only got if, one reception. If you're a betting, if you're a betting person, you'll go to John have a better season than Terry McLaurin. If you're a better, if you're a betting person, what's that? that oh yeah, yeah. That, so so that's the bet that he'll have a better fantasy season than Terry McLaurin. Oh, you mean like making a bet on on the show? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not making. I'm not giving up testing, easy money. Testing, are you testing, testing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Easy money. One, you two, want three. Easy money. Wait, wait, wait. Easy money. How is it easy? Wait a minute. He ain't the best receiver in the room. Wait a minute. That should be easy money for you, right? No, if I'm gonna pick something, I'm gonna pick something that that's fifty fifty. Terry's still Terry. That's still. That's still. Terry's if still it's Terry. 50-50, he ain't the best. That means they're equal. Bro, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the studio audience. So look, so stick to this debate. I'm going to pull it up right here real quick. I'm going to pull up Terry numbers real quick. Where Terry finished and then Terry yards. Where did Terry look like the Terry old last year? Where did it look like it? 
Raiders, he having several I mean, reception games. But, but we we got a go. new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback. Like that. Yeah, like I mean, now about? it'd be different if you were trying to tell me that Terry's skills have decreased. Then we can have that conversation. But I mean, I, I'm looking at it this way, right? Two receivers can co. Not to cut you off. Two, no, no, go ahead. We just saw two wide receivers coexist. We just saw Devontae Smith and AJ Brown be on the same offense and coexist. Right. True. I'm. But, I'm but, just saying, but my, Smith my, is not the better receiver than AJ Brown. Just because they were able to coexist, just like Dotson ain't gonna be the better receiver than Mc- McLaren, just because they able to coexist. I just I like his upside a lot. I like his upside. A lot. I, I like his upside too. I, I really he got, do. He got the added benefit. This is the only reason why I'm saying I prefer. I want him, and I look at it as a breakout. He has the added benefit of a McLaren taking that coverage. McLaren is gonna be and knows what the best cornerback favoring in phase with the best coverage. He's gonna have. He's gonna be spotlighted. He's still gonna produce. You you he's are still gonna cook. you are aware that. Terry McLaurin made a Pro Bowl, right? What does the Pro Bowl have to do with it? With I'm saying you, you was about to go pick. You was about to look up something, and I'm just trying to figure out what you was about to look okay. up that was going to prove something. Uh, you know, I'm just kidding. Help me. Help what me. does the Pro Bowl prove? Scary Terry, Scary Terry was wide receiver 14 last what year. What does just the so Pro Bowl know. prove? It proves that he's one, he's one of the best at his position. In fantasy, what does the Pro Bowl prove? He was well, wide receiver 14. That's, 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 that's two that's positions that away from being a wide receiver one. Does that okay, help? that's and good, and, then, and, that's, and that's going and, through the quarterback. So, so, so what you're saying is Dotson is going to be a wide receiver one. That's what you're saying. I think where the, where this team going to finish as an offense, it's going to be close for both of them. Same conversation we have with uh, Evans and a Godwin. Same thing we can say with a Devonte and uh, AJ. You're going to have two really good wide receivers in a, in this type of offense. Hey, we never we never went against that. You just say he's the best in the room. So we should figure out. I think he's in the best. I think he has all the potential to be the best in the room. I definitely think so. I think he he, he is gonna turn out to be the one of the best in the room. I went back and said the best. The best. Can yeah. we get a wager on that? No, I'm gonna put a wager on that. <laughs> you don't believe it then. Well, no, well, I'm gonna give you well, I'm gonna give you extra money. Well, I'm gonna give you extra money. Why would do that for? Why would you if you believe? Why would you say? Why would you say something so preposterous if you don't believe it? Oh, I do believe it, but I don't mean I'm gonna put my money on that just to, just oh, for fifty. Oh, I'll tell you forty five fifty five. Come on now, I, I, I'll tell you a bet that I'm willing to make. What's that? I'm willing to make the bet that my breakout wide receiver is going to do better than Jahan Dotson, and that's DJ Moore. DJ Moore finally has somebody throwing him the ball, and I believe <laughs> DJ Moore is about to. What you used to see from him every two or three weeks when his quarterback can get their act together, you're going to see from him every game now. That's the guy that I'm willing to say he's about to take a major step. Now, I know last year, I want to say he ended up, uh, let me see here. Last year, he ended up at wide receiver 24. So he was at the back end of the wide receiver twos. And I believe he's going to make the jump to being a wide receiver one. That's how high of a jump that I believe he's going to make. Um, he's the best wide receiver on the team. They they tried to move heaven and earth to get him. Carolina was pissed off that they had to, that they had to give him up in order to make that trade go through. So I, I really just feel like DJ Moore is a guy that's been slept on, and people are really going to rule the day that they picked some of these other guys over him in the draft. So. That's my guy as far as wide receivers are concerned. With the honorable mention to one Chris Olave, because I believe that Chris Olave 
and Derek Carr are going to have a magical connection. He's going to, Alave is going to be his Devontae Adams type. Not Devontae Adams, but his type, that, that, that archetype, if you will. I agree. I can definitely agree with that one. I think, especially with Olave, um, just his skill set. I touched him on a couple of shows ago, so I didn't want to kind of go in, but I like that whole group that came out. Him, Garrett, and even yeah. uh, and Jigba. They, Heartland, he, they need to pay him like 50, 60 million. <laughs> like, because this man keep and look at Marvin Harrison, like, but yep. going back to Olave, he just gets it, man. Like his his deep routes and all his intermediate route running is on an elite level. We talking about nearing Tyreek level as far as his skill set. Like, I think he's gonna be really good. I think they're gonna like everybody said like the Carmichael thing. I think somebody uh, somebody I was reading some somebody mentioned it. Like this West Coast offense is very versatile, right? You like very versatile. It's very it, it's not like a like a short and intermediate intermediate uh God, intermediate routes. They be bombing it out there. Like we gotta remember, but he can catch both. He can take either to the house. He, exactly, <laughs> he can do it all three phases. And I think honestly, that's a, a huge breakout. Um, the last person I had was Drake London, real quick, mm, okay. and I think Drake is gonna be really good. They got an ADP of wide receiver twenty five right now. Like uh, going back to what I said during the wide receiver draft, I'm not draft, but during the rankings or whatever. Had he not hurt his ankle, he could have been the first wide receiver taken. And I think um, looking at even how he finished this season, he was fifth in the NFL as far as high, highest target share. He averaged 83 yards with Ritter compared to the 41 yards with Mariota. And I just like his his you know his his skill set. He reminds me a lot of Mike Evans, like six four compared to six five. The only difference is his weight, but and I think honestly Mike Evans attacked the ball in the red zone a lot you know better. But he just gets it. He just, he just gets open. I think what I liked about him is that. They put him in, you know, situations to kind of highlight his skill sets, get into the second and third level, uh, you know, as far as on the field. Again, if I'm expecting Desmond Ritter to do well, for them to get closer to the offense that uh, Arthur Smith had in 2020, Drake London is going to be a big reason why. Again, he had 117 targets, 72 receptions, 866 yards, and 42 uh, four touchdowns. And this was a team that was leading the league in rushing. So I think, you know, the scale's got to lean one way or another in the, in the year two situation for a wide receiver 25. I think it's just a nice little scoop for somebody, again, who's looking to kind of pivot to other areas and redraft and stuff like that. Find your way back to, to Drake London if you need to fill out your team or go with your first receiver. And last up, tight end. Uh, oh, Vander. Real quick, I just don't want people to be like, I get the season that Defonte had with Derek Carr, but don't get confused, man. Like, Derek Carr don't make no receivers, man. I've never seen it before. That was the first of his kind. Devontae is one of one. You know what I mean? So I don't want him to get noise that people think, oh, now it's going to be repeat. No, I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that kind of skill. I haven't seen him make any wide receiver that great in the past. It's always been build a role, guys. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think this potential should be a lot lower. I don't, don't be looking for a Devontae Adams season out of none of these dudes. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm I'm not saying that that you a Devonte Adams season for for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that's definitely not it. But if you look back at um, in 2021, and I want to say wasn't wasn't that the year before Devonte Adams got there? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was Darren yeah. Waller. So I mean, I mean, he had a couple of receivers that he you know he made um, Hunter Renfro a number one wide receiver. I mean, so you can't <sighs> say that he didn't. 
And, and, and who's better, Olave or Winfro? I mean, I mean, Ripple, saying, number one, he's playing the slot. It's a big difference. No, o, o, Olave plays everywhere. That's what I'm, that's what we, that's what we were alluding to earlier. He he can be the go get it guy, or he could be the intermediate guy. He he could take it to the house either way. So if 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 Carr made Renfro, who was a no name before Carr, made him a, a legit number one wide receiver, why couldn't he do it with Olave? Because you said it wasn't nobody but Adams. Uh, he was one legit, one. No, that's not true. You said he made legit, he made Renf- you he made Renfro number a number one. one wide receiver. He I, I want to say Renfro was um I want to say he was like like eight or nine or something like that. And, and I mean, it, so you can't say that it was only one wide receiver. Eight or nine eight. where? As far as fantasy uh, finish was concerned. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, but I think just quickly, Adam, I know he's looking at something. Look at how, like, we've seen it in years past. He got Devontae. He fed Devontae. He had Darren Waller. He fed Darren Waller. Renfro got going. I don't care if he is whatever. He got to throw a ball to somebody. He was thirteen. He he he's gonna. Oh yeah, he was thirteen. He's gonna get the ball to whomever in PPR the best the best yeah. player. He was thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's okay. not about right. I thought he was a little bit higher than that, but okay. But I think Car just Car overall he just gets the the ball to the best player. He don't mind fourth feet in it. Can we seen it with Devonte? We saw it with Darren. We saw it with Renfro in those three seasons, albeit separate. Yeah, He's but, get but, but is Olave is Olave still the man in the room though? Because well, Michael Thomas is still there. Man, ain't Michael, nobody worried about no Michael Thomas. Man, we were worried about we were listen, Michael Thomas for like five years I, now, I, man. I feel you, right? But the two games that Michael Thomas did play last year, fully, he was like a Michael Thomas of old. Do y'all agree with that? Yeah, I, I do agree with that, but I also agree that he can't stay on the field. I'm not worried about Michael Thomas. They drafted Olave for a reason, and I'm telling you. Uh, of course they did, but Michael Thomas wasn't present. I've yeah, seen Michael Thomas yeah. play. That's the point. He had three touchdowns in like two games last year, and mm-hmm. he looked like you know the guy of old. So I don't know, man. You, I mean, did you still have the guy Rashid? Who's not still worried there? About him. Not worried about him at all. I'm just saying. I don't know. Every team has multiple wide receivers. And Rashid, and Rashid I wouldn't put up there – I wouldn't even put him up there as one of those dudes that you even have to worry about uh, as far as against Chris Olave is concerned. Now, as far as skills are concerned, Thomas, I get it. But Thomas has lost a step as far as speed is concerned. Not but he, never was a, he never was a speed guy anyway. So which gives Olave even more of that – but when you put the ball in that. But what hand, speed guy? But not speed. But that's my thing. Though. David Carr has never had success with speed guys. He had Henry Ruggs on his guys. He doesn't have success with these speed guys. Rimfo it's the rock speed guy. No, Olave. No, he's not. Rimfo is not slow. No, boy. No, Rimfo is not slow. Come on, man. He's not a speed guy, bro. I'll tell you. Come on, Zay. Come on, Zay. Who's your? Who you said George Pickens is your dude? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like him as a. What what you know, what you want to put out there that Chris Olave finished higher than George Pickens? I don't know. I may take that, but I just know Renfro ran a four six and a forty. But you say he's a speed guy, but I mean, I don't know. I may, On I may the field, speed is different than forty speed. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll say, I'll say. You know what? You know what? Let me let me change my verbiage. He's quick. He's not. Yeah, but he's he's, he's not, a good slot guy. He's seen that Clemson. Like he right. I That's was thinking the Patriots was going to get him. I, I, I mean, yeah, I get it, but he <laughs> I was gives, thinking they was gonna get him this offseason. But I was the speed gonna... guys that, that the Raiders have had over the years, because you know they always draft all these fast dudes. Those dudes never do nothing with David Carr, bro. Ever. 
Well, Henry Ruggs wasn't wasn't that great of a receiver coming out. Let's be let's be real about that. One, it was just speed. It was just speed. He got he has to get open in NFL to do anything. Just because you can run past anybody, that's only for the, the few, the few that can put those together with tangible. We talking about the Deshaun Jacksons, you know, the Devin has well, no, Devin has to play I mean, a little but bit. Why you say he wasn't that good with a wide receiver coming out of college? Like he a dude was a first round pick. I mean, when he got to the NFL, he he was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But horrible. We, yeah, but, but it has nothing to do with Jalen When it comes to the NFL, it's about getting open. I've seen open. I've seen David Carr not hit this guy though. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's been yeah, games of Henry Ruggs been getting behind. Guys. I'm, not, I'm not worried about Carr. How often Carr, was Carr, that? Carr Pretty often. Rugs. Pretty often. Yeah. Carr has shown his worth. I, I'm. I, I mean, he he he's one of the most disrespected quarterbacks in the league. Carr, Carr is a good quarterback. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. But 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 like I said though, the, let, let me know if you want to do something with Chris Olave and George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm cool with that. What, I mean, what, David Carr is a David Carr is a decent quarterback. He's better than decent, man. I mean, the dude, I mean, what is it? I mean, what are we talking about? How many times have he thrown for mm, 30 touchdowns in a season in his career? Maybe once. I mean, like, what, what What are we talking about? He's a pretty decent quarterback. Pretty decent. He hasn't done anything. So we're talking about you football got, fantasy. You got to pick one. Because in real life, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Fantasy, not so much. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about real football. What about I gotta look at the situations that man is in too and still produce fantasy? He not a good he not a good quarterback. He's a middle fantasy of the road right. quarterback in fantasy. Right, I'm he's talking a about real life. He is a good he's a great quarterback. Yeah, we had discussed a long decent. time ago how many top twenty defenses uh, that team done had. Decent, but how many top twenty defenses he had? How many? Uh, what is that? Highest he had in offensive line was seventeen. This guy led the NFL in fourth quarter comeback since he's been in the since uh, he's been in man, the league. That man threw for only that boy just had Devontae Adams this past year, right? He threw for twenty four touchdowns. I'm saying he decent. Who he who decent? He decent. I think Kirk Cousins is better than him. You know what I mean? Like he's I would, decent. I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, so I, yeah, I, I wouldn't take guy, that okay. in the face. So so he's decent. So if, if it's if it's thirty if it's thirty two quarterbacks in the league, how many how many are we gonna see good? I say the good ones are probably between like quarterback mm, From one fourteen to, to eighteen, maybe quarterbacks fourteen to eighteen are good, and then after eighteen, you get into your decent after eighteen to bad. Yeah, Damn. just because you're QB eighteen, that just means that people did better than you. That don't mean that you're he, not. Wait, I'll tell you, Carr's not a great quarterback. How about that? I, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. He's not yeah. a great quarterback. That's what I'm saying. That. So that's why I'm with that. Don't get it. Uh, he's he's cool. You know what I'm saying? Decent. <laughs> he decent. But he's not a great quarterback. We're we, we gonna have to come up with some, 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 some actual numbers to go with these adjectives because you can we can switch out words all day long and be saying the I'm, same. I'm going thing up numbers, like I'm saying. This nigga, this dude has only thrown for let's say thirty touchdowns in his, in his career, maybe once. Okay. So is that I mean, now the mark for you being a good quarterback? You got to throw just, thirty touchdowns. No, but I'm just saying though, you throwing twenty three touchdowns in the season, twenty one touchdowns, nineteen touchdowns. That's okay. It's 16 games. You throw 19 touchdowns. Yeah. Like, come on. But look who he but you see you gotta look go. who he had who he was throwing the ball to. He only had Adams there for one year. You just said and he then had look a at everything that he had. He right. had Waller. He made he made Renfro uh one position away from a so he from made a Renfro. Receiver. Yes, absolutely. He made Renfro that same year he threw 23 touchdowns. 
14. You had like you had like 23 touchdowns. Yeah. It's bad. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. You, had, you had so good. You had like no, no. We had but we had like this. This is an offense that asks him to throw the ball 40 times a game. You said Kirk Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins stole last year, even last year alone, 39.6. Watch this. Go back the year before that. Watch this. Go, yeah, Watch go this. Come on, man. Watch you find See? something. Find something. But tell, but telling me Kirk Cut. Cousins is better about, than Carr. I'm, I'm, right? I'm about to slow you down real quick, okay? I believe Kirk Cousins is I'm about to slow you no, down. No, no, I think Kirk no, no, Cousins is good. I'm about to slow you down. 30, but I'm about to slow you down. Value, I'm about to slow you ahead. down. You're taking too long now. I'm about to tell you. Go ahead. Slow down. Carr has attempted more passes than Kirk Cousins did the year before. The same year talking about he made Renfro, David Carr had, but Devontae wasn't there, by the way. He threw the ball more than Kirk Cousins. How about that? Okay. Now, now it's okay. But he don't have Justin Jefferson. What do you mean? If Justin yeah. Jefferson was catching the ball, I bet you he would have had more touchdowns. Like, what are we talking no, about? No, no. I said more attempts. This guy act like the guy didn't throw the ball. So I'm telling you, he threw the ball way more than Kirk Cousins did. Okay. And that, so look, so what are you talking about? Difference? Can you tell us the difference? I'm gonna, if, you want to tell you the difference? Cool. Yes. Kirk Cousins, 561. Okay. Carr. 626. Last 20 attempts. Hold up. You kidding me? No, I'm Hold not. Up. This me. <laughs> Derek Carr threw 600 times yeah, last year. Uh, 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 Damn, hold up. Last uh, year? Uh, I thought, no, I thought I'm talking about 21. That's okay, the year okay, that he didn't have Devontae. Just to prove the point. Like, okay, you got Devontae. So yeah, goes, nah. but, but but he didn't have Devontae. He didn't have a Justin Jefferson. But he all had a he better had was a slot receiver. He had a better season when he didn't have Devontae. That's all I'm saying. He threw for more yards. He had way more attempts. What are we talking about? Because they were losing. Oh, now all the, now it's all these you, other things. Okay, you get, maybe it's you get, because you get to the throw the ball a whole lot more when when, when you losing the whole from, right. from from the first through the fourth quarter, don't they, you? Or am I tripping? They had a winning season, bro. Look now, at, am I tripping? Look at the game that he <laughs> you had. Say they were, no, hold on, hold, behind. No, come on, now, don't, don't. They were don't losing. Keep the line. Yes. No, no, they had no, a sorry, winning season. They had a winning. No, season. no, 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 no. They didn't have a losing season. Saying that they had a winning season is a far stretch from, from saying that they won more games. They had than a they winning lost. season. How many games did they win? Ten. Okay, what we're looking at and, is and Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins was eight and eight. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the talent on the field, bro. Oh, nice talent. Okay. The, the, so, first so time it was the, this. The best pass catcher was Renfro, right? Back, then that best was pass wrong. catcher was Renfro, right? It, it, that, that's what you're telling me, right? So that's if the best saying. pass catcher and the only pass catcher, because Waller was hurt as well, why, why would you think season? he would have more? Why would you think he would 21, have more? 21, Waller wasn't hurt in 21. How many games did Waller play that season? Because we we comparing two completely different teams. He played 11 games. Okay, so he was hurt. He played 11 games out of 16. Okay, five more games. Five games matter, bro. Again, the man, about? but what I'm saying is this. He had man, one wide receiver. Who was the who was his number two wide receiver? What is the boy that, that, no, that don't no, have no. a job number to do that went no, to Atlanta? No, 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 Matt no, Collins? No, 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 no. Who, who was, was his Zay, number two? I would say Zay Jones. That's Zay Jones was his number two? So, and Zay Jones say, has been something to speak of since when? You asked me who the guy was. I told Zay Jones. Okay, and, and and I'm asking you since when has Zay Jones been a guy? He's again he, the point. The point I'm making is this: y'all saying this dude passed more, and I proved you that wasn't true. Oh wait, so tell about so tell about so we talking about 2021. Why are we not talking about 2022 when this because, man just did 640 20? Be, because I'm telling you, why we, we talking about listen, why we, we going to 
Dude, I'm starting to cut you off. Can we compare Derek Carr 2022? Have you been paying attention to the conversation? The reason we brought paying up, attention. Okay, the reason we brought up 21 because Devontae wasn't there. And this is well, it's not like why you brought it up. Bro, bro we, we, have you been paying attention to the conversation? I'm paying attention to this entire time. I didn't bring bro. it up because that we talking about. You said Rick. Kirk Cousins was better than Carr before. Before they even came in the picture, you said that. I said Kirk Cousins is better, a better quarterback now. That's what I said. Right. But, I said, but it, st- it stemmed from the whole Renfro thing. We were saying, okay, before Devontae got there, he had Renfro, who was wide receiver one. That's how it kind of spilled over to the 21 season. I'm not just trying to find a season. We we talking about Renfro when he was the guy. Right. No, 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 no. Let's go all the way back. What we were talking about is you saying that Carr can't make a wide receiver good. And my point was said, Olave is better than Renfro, and he made Renfro you know, a number one wide receiver. I'm talking about point. I'm talking about these speed guys. That's what my whole point was coming in. I've never seen him play well with a speed guy. What I'm speed guy Renfro. did he have that was a good that was a good wide receiver? All the, all the Raiders do is just speed guys, bro. He always he has always had at least one. He had besides Rugs. Gotta tell me who, man, because I I'm, I don't remember no speed guy. Who was the speed guy that was worth mid- Who was the speed guy that was on the same level as Chris Olave? That's all I'm asking. Anywhere close to Chris Olave? Take you, take all the well, time you need. No, to no, no, I don't need to take all the time I need because okay. I would Please have to say, say I would have, no, I would have to go Henry Ruggs. Only thing I can think of in recent memory would be Henry Ruggs because that's what I'm first, saying. But listen, not when they drafted. Not when they drafted. He was a go about they drafted. Right. Produce, so, produce, so now we produce. can't go off when the person was drafted. The dude was a first round pick. So is Jalen Rager. That'll make him good. No, but what I mean, <laughs> it's not about being good. It's about the potential this person was supposed to be. When right. you say who ways he had, I'm giving you guys who did have picks. So, so you're giving me a guy round. that had potential to be something. He wasn't anything. When was when was Rugs ever anything? He he did, did, did he play a full did he play a full season or, or did he get in trouble his first year? Was that his first year he got in no, trouble? He played, he played two seasons. He played so his second season is when he got in trouble. He, well, he had injury the second year, I think. When did he? What, so he was going into his third year when he went to jail. He got in trouble all in all season, correct? Uh, was, after the a, second year, that's what I'm asking. Like, what, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was the all season. I don't think it was during the season. I can't so remember. he had two two seasons in there of not, not being anything. Not, not that's what we compare to Olave. Not two full seasons. He didn't play a full season. Full the first season, season, part season, whatever. He had two seasons, and not, he didn't do anything. Dude, and that's who we compared to it's Olave. It's clear that Olave is better than this guy. I'm so not that's saying what I'm saying. That. So if he that's, can make but that's not what I'm saying. You're talking about who he has speed. I'm telling you, the guy they have drafted with early round picks who have been one. speed guys. You said that's one, one guy. dude, and he wasn't and good. I would have to go back through their draft, but the Raiders have always have they not notorious. There they didn't. They are notorious for drafting fast guys. They're notorious for drafting bad wide receivers that are fast. Yes. Okay. Okay. So speed guys. No, sir. Bad wide receivers that can run fast. That is not what Olave is. They're still speed guys, though. Not even that. They only draft fast players in general. (laughs) Right. But that still has nothing to do with what Carr is able to make a wide receiver become. That's my point. I've never seen him. Have one guy, somebody he made like I, just, I don't. Renfro, I don't see we just it. talked about the dude that he made. Nah, man. I mean, what you I mean, nah. It happened for one season. He's a slot guy. That's cool, but what I'm so saying is, so now you can't be. You said no guy, but now because he's a slot, he no, 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 no. The season counts, but what I'm saying is, typically expectations on that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Carl is trash. I'm just saying he's a decent quarterback. He's just not like that. I just think I like Kirk Cousins better than him. 
That's how that's how this conversation started. So what we arguing about? Because I like Kirk Cousins better than him too. So I don't know what we arguing about. I mean, someone said that oh he threw the ball more than him, but I just proved that point that he didn't. He threw the ball more than him. That's all I was trying to say. Oh, 2021. I thought we were talking about twenty. We were talking about the Renfro season. Okay, I, 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 I just want to, to talk about something without Devontae, so you could be like, because of course people are like, why he had Devontae? So, 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 so I was giving you. We say Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. We can't talk about Justin Jefferson. You can't take away Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> like, come but on, man. No, no, but Ooh. Kirk Cousins, listen. Ooh. But Kirk Cousins has always had pass catches, bro. Even before Jeff. Exactly. You're right. He had deeds. All right. And so, Carr has it. But what I'm saying, it's not about who has the best. I'm about saying as far as the attempts pass. That's all I was talking about. Yeah, like this dude was throwing the ball. So Kirk has bet, had better players than Derek Carr at wide receiver. That's what you that's what you were saying, right? No. What I'm saying is you so you were saying that one guy was Justin Jefferson. Bro, you were saying that no, you were saying that Kirk Cousins threw the ball more, and I was proving you that he didn't. That's the whole so, point of the thing. He, okay. he didn't have to throw the ball more when he was throwing to an Adam Thielen in his prime and the Diggs. I mean, and, and, and they had a decent that's, that's tight all I, I mean, that's all I was proven that the call was throwing the ball more. But I can tell you this good. if Kirk Cousins was on the Raiders team and Carr had all those receivers, I could see their stats easily being interchangeable. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Mundo. That's I, all I, I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. Never know. But, let's go ahead and finish up these tight ends, guys. So they're only. Three on the list for tight ends as far as breakouts are concerned. We have David Njoku, Chig Okonkwa, and Mike G. Who you got? Tell me why. I think I think all three of us might have the same guy on this one, but we'll see how that goes. I like Chig. Um, me too. <laughs> I, I can't find, I can't remember the stat right off, man. But um, he was ranked like I mean, besides Travis Kelsey, this dude was ranked like number two in like every other statistical category, like in the second half of the season, something like that. Like as far as like yards after catch and mm-hmm. all these different you know metrics and stuff like that. So um, and he run like he. I mean, once he catch the ball, he run like he a running. Yeah, like, he, I mean, he trying to he trying to make contact, not avoid it. Yeah, he's definitely a yak guy. I like him. I mean, I don't, I can't I don't have a whole lot right up on him or like that, but. I think he's a, a guy that can really break out. You got the the new GM in the building coming from a situation where, you know, George Kittle was a tight end. I think some of that was sprinkled down. And I, even though they signed Devontae, I mean, um, DeAndre Hopkins, I still think uh, he's probably be the red zone guy on this team. Who you like, John? I'm going to go. I think I like I like all of these uh, tight ends. But I think if I had to be contrarian, I'm going to go back to what I was saying about David and Joker. I really think – like I don't care how many wide receivers they had, David and Joku just he different, man. I, at first, I when he first came to the league, I'm like, all right, he he don't he know he always had an issue with drops and he had issues and lapses of concentration. But these last couple years, barring health, this dude he come in clutch. He's like he liked to tear it up in the red zone. I think this offense is going to be night and day from what they what they were last year. Stefanski already you know has it in mind that they're going to pass a bunch more, and I think having all these weapons. You, you got to sell out to, to stop somebody. And if you're going to stop an Elijah Moore, you're going to stop a Mari Cooper. And Joker going to keep doing what he's been doing. And I feel like, you know, at that pace, if he can just stay healthy, I think this, I think that's the only risk with, with what, I, what I would like out of him. His upside is through the roof. We've we seen him catch these touchdowns season in and season. I think it's just going to only build on itself to be in the offense that's going to be more, you know, pass heavy. Even with a Chubb, that's the, the other part. 
you who are you gonna sell out to stop in this in this this offense? Now that you know, now that Chubb is gonna be able to operate and move how he's gonna move, they still have a Jerome Ford that can get it out the backfield. I just think Joker just has many ways to kind of capitalize with what's on the field and take advantage of it. I think if anything, Watson gonna like to hit him in stride going up the middle. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Next week, we're going to go ahead and jump into draft strategies. Make sure that everyone knows exactly what to look for. You have a few weeks to kind of digest everything before the majority of drafts are going to be going on. So we're going to make sure that we give you that information, kind of give you our tips, tricks, best practices, things like that. And then we'll kind of go from there. But until then, we out.